Welcome to the Soulbound Podcast, where you can tag along as we journey to Korea and immerse ourselves into the K-culture. No plane required. We are Ophelie and Kevin, two friends and Korea enthusiasts. On the agenda today, we'll tell you a story and share one thing about Korea that we liked. What's up in your life, Kevin? Right now, not so much is going on of major <laughs> interests. Uh, what about you? Oh, wow. That, that, was a, that was a quick <laughs> ping pong ball that you threw me there. Okay, okay. I'll just, I'll, I'll roll with my story then. <laughs> um, I went down to Busan for the city's international film festival. It's every year and I go every year. I saw four movies and three episodes of a future Disney Plus TV show in a day and a half, which is a lot of stuff to watch in a day and a half. <laughs> I ate sandwiches very fast in between the screenings uh, because you never have really the time to properly eat because you got to go from that cinema to that cinema. I saw many famous people, hung out at the beach, went to parties. Uh, it was it was quite fun. That sounds awesome. A couple questions. Did you go as a journalist or did you go as just a visitor? No, no, I went as a journalist. Basically, when you're a journalist, you can get a pass where you get to see four movies a day with guest tickets. Yes, you can see them for free, but it's hell to get those tickets or the tickets to what you want to see. So often you just end up seeing what has space left. <laughs> it's not always the easiest. The one thing that's very important about the Bosom Film Festival and is why I go every year is that all the movies are subtitled. In English, I mean, so you can watch Korean movies, you can watch Japanese movies, Taiwanese, wherever they're from, Bangladesh, uh, America, France, with English subtitles. So that's really, really cool because in Korea, I'm often limited to the fact that, I mean, I can go see Korean movies and understand somewhat what's going on, but I won't understand the details of the movies. So it's pretty cool at the festival. I can just watch whatever I want. <laughs> and I think this is something very shared by any foreigner that goes there and doesn't speak fluently uh, Korean or for that matter, Japanese or Taiwanese, etc. because in Korean cinema, they'll be subtitled in Korean, <laughs> not in English. So you don't have access to those movies uh, the rest of the year. And the English movies or international movies usually would be subtitled in Korean as well, or? Yeah, everything is, I mean, in any movie, right? In the year, everything is subtitled in Korean, but in the Busan Film Festival, it's subtitled in English. If you go see the press screenings, so those are really reserved for any press and industry uh, professionals. Those are really cool <laughs> and, and also a funny experience because they'll be subtitled in many languages. You'll have English on top of Korean, and on the side, you have Chinese and Japanese. It's a lot of information on the screen. You, you get used to it. But one time I went to see one of those movies and it was quite funny as, a, as an experience to see that. And sometimes I kind of wonder why it's not more often an option because it's not like the subtitles don't exist. So yeah, it's a lot of noise on the screen. I don't understand why it's so hard to have all of them there, like maybe there could be some special screenings where basically foreigner could come to the cinema and, and access it. I think this is why platforms like Netflix or Disney or whichever uh, have so much success sometimes, because you can just watch whatever you want in whichever uh, language that you want. But if you're not in your country, it doesn't matter. And if it's not from your country, it doesn't matter. I guess we are used to this in Switzerland, as most movies are subtitled in at least two languages, right? It's quite cool to have it dubbed in English or spoken in English, then subtitle in French and German. It just 
Yeah, I guess from an accessibility perspective, this is great. Though. Yeah, right. I mean, I also saw movies in Switzerland with um, French and German subtitles. And well, obviously, I understand the French one and don't understand the German ones. Well, that was awesome. Like, I didn't mind at all the German ones under. <laughs> like, it was great. I was just super happy that I could just go watch the movie and any of them was fine. I think this is something cinemas should catch up on, <laughs> especially right now with people going less. It could be a way to get more people over there, but that's a, it's a big debate and topic. <laughs> so you spent a whole week in Busan? Well, four days. That's already a lot. It's so exhausting, man. I mean, every movie is two hours, roughly, maybe two hours and a half. And before that, uh, you have to go to the cinema. And after that, you have often guest visits, which is really cool. But that means that it's a lot of hours of your day going to watch something, which is quite exhausting for the eyes, for your brain, for everything. And then you go to parties, <laughs> you meet people, it's very social. So yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> four days is it's already a lot. <laughs> four movies in four days. It's not, it's not bad by itself. Right? Don't forget, don't forget the three episodes of TV show. So I went to see Vigilante, okay, which is a very violent and dark, and I, I'm not really sure where they're going with that. It's going to be an eight episode show. I mean, I, I wasn't a fan, honestly, <laughs> like the actors are, are really good, but like the, it's very dark and it's the, the characters don't really have any development they, they don't feel like they're fleshed out it's just horrible story after horrible story murder okay violence <laughs> but yeah you end up just staying in there for three hours watching three episodes in a row no no you know no pause where you go get a, a tea or a coffee or whatever like that, that's actually super intense now i get it <laughs> oh, three episodes in a row yeah 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 uh, somehow i expected for you to have seen three different episodes of different shows no, 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 it's the same one, three episodes in a row. And actually, that's something in Switzerland you're not used to because you guys have uh, like interlude, like you actually have pauses in the middle of movies. Yeah, you need a popcorn <laughs> break. Yeah, of course you do. But I only had that in Switzerland. In France, we don't have this. In Korea, they don't have this. Like, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so that was that was that was intense, very intense. Oh, no doubt. Then you didn't really have time to visit Busan as a city. No, I, guess, I didn't. Huh? Not not this time, no. But to be fair, I've been to Busan quite a bit. We've been together to Busan, no? No, Feli. This was uh, this was not with me. I have been to Busan, oh. but uh, it wasn't with me. <laughs> we did quite some trips together, I guess. But Busan was was without me. I did okay. go to Busan. Did, did you go then? Yes, of course. I went there the first two or three weeks. I was in Korea with my partner. Um, we went there for two or three days, did the tourist attractions, all the sites, spent uh, some time on the beach. Not so much because it was August, so <laughs> very hot, very humid. I feel like in every single episode, we're just like, don't go to Korea in August. <laughs> Never go to Korea in August. If there is no other takeaways, this is a good takeaway. <laughs> If you had to choose a few words to describe Busan, a few food or smells or whatever, what do you take away? It's, <laughs> it's a huge city, right? It's the second biggest city in Korea. For me, it always has had Miami Beach vibes. So it's for sure, it's slower than Seoul. It's more relaxed. 
There's a whole streets right at the beach with nightlife, with bars. I guess it's the beach and the sea that gives it this laid back feeling or more laid back feeling. On the other hand, it's a huge city. So you get all the hustle and bustle that you get in huge cities, right? In terms of foods, what comes to mind first is hot dog for sure. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's so good. <laughs> and when you walk around uh, in Busan's streets, maybe even or rather the tourist streets, you get to smell these hot dogs, which is not to be confused with a hot dog. A hot dog has no meat, but is a sweet type of pancake. It's a pancake with stuffing, right? Exactly. It's a filled pancake. So basically it's filled with sugar, usually caramel. Yeah, this sweet, sugary, melty inside with uh, sometimes pine nuts. Exactly. Uh, that, that's the, like the traditional Busan one. You can smell them just a mile away. And you can also see the line of people standing in line a mile away. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it does not matter as much where you go and get them. They're all good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, you were mentioning before a beach, uh, but Busan being built along a, like more than one beach. I think you were referring specifically to Heyundae, yes. which is actually the most famous one. And okay. also this whole area has gone under massive redevelopment. It used to be the red light district area. Oh, really? Obviously, that's not the case at all anymore. Now, if you go to Heyundae, like you said, it has Miami Beach style vibe because it's just many hotels, many redeveloped buildings, very tall, very uh, fancy, or, and it has like palm trees and, and this cool beach and stuff like it doesn't feel at all like a red light district. But if you went there in the 2000s, beginning of the 2010s, then there was still a lot of that going on there. So yeah, the, this area has changed a lot. I had no knowledge of this. This comes as quite a surprise because it doesn't look it at all. Also. I just remember one more thing about Busan, uh, the fish market, of course. Takalshi fish market. Oh, I'm not, sorry. I'm not even talking about this fish market. Of course, this is huge. I'm talking about, now I don't remember the name of the street. It's not a fish market per se, but it's, you know, this small street, quite tight, narrow street with all the fish restaurants. I think it's close by Jagashi market though. Yes, yes. It's just adjacent. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. It's just adjacent to the market, mm. but um, it's not really a market. It's really this old, narrow, very low street. There's no high buildings and you can just walk with maybe maximum one person next to you. And it's just all restaurants and they all have these huge water tanks in front of their doors. So you can see what fish you can get there and you can just enter the restaurant, point at the fish that you want and they will cook it. Even if you don't like fish, just walk down this road and soak up all these impressions. Yeah, I saw that before I went to Japan. The markets in Japan were even more impressive because they felt more organized and they tended to be more industrialized. Like they weren't really for the people as much as the, the workers or, or the restaurants directly. Uh, but in Busan, like you really get this gigantic, it, it's so the, the market itself spans over two or three floors. You have tanks with fish everywhere. You have every type of fish you can think of the weirdest stuff possible, man. Fishes are so weird. <laughs> 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 like seriously. And then on the second floor, you have this restaurant where they go down to the market and get you the stuff 
that you want, or you can bring the fish that you, you bought that's still sort of alive, or they bring it directly to the restaurant and you eat the fish that you just bought. Like it's super streamlined and very cool. And they ask, do you want it cooked? Do you want it raw? Like what, what's, what's your vibe? Like, it's really, really cool. And there's like a million dried fish also that they're selling. Like then that, that floor is really like the dried area. Like there's just everything dried. You've got squids, you've got octopus, you've got weird, like again, super weird fishes that <laughs> you never know existed. It, it, it's pretty, it's really something that's very impressive, especially when you're used to markets in Europe. It's not at all similar in Asia. Uh, and it's really more organized than in Southeast Asia. So you get also a very different vibe from there and it's less organized than Japan. So anyway, I feel like every market in every country has really that its own identity. So they're really cool to visit. If you're in Busan, you need to head uh, out to the fish market. <laughs> of course, you know, now I'm, I'm starting to remember more things about Busan, but there's also some quite famous temples in Busan. Yes. Aren't there? Yes. Have you been, which one have you been to? I went to the one at the cliffs. So I think this is Yonggongsa. They're propped up on, on rocks, I guess, and boulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, this one is really, well, even further than Hyundai. Like it's really the ultimate outskirts of Busan. It's quite far away in some ways. If you're staying in the, in the center, it takes you at yeah. least an hour, we... an hour and a half to go because we haven't talked about this, but transportation in Busan is so slow. <laughs> you don't know Isn't why. It? It's, it, yeah. it is. It really, you never felt like that. Like it just feels like everything is slower than in Seoul. There's so much traffic, less buses. They have less routes, the, the, the subway has less lines and it's just way slower. Like it feels like, you know, the slower pace of life really reflects also in the transportation there. Didn't um, shock you. <laughs> I don't feel like you are very, <laughs> I don't think it, it hit me as hard, mm. but thinking of it, uh, it was much more cumbersome to travel around in Busan than it was in Seoul. I especially realized it this year because we did go to Yonggongsa this year and we took the bus to go out there. Not an organized tour, but we just took the bus. It was such a long journey to go there. <laughs> and it was a very long journey. And then the bus drops you off a good half hour away from the temple. So it's a bit, it's a bit crazy. So you ride along these neighborhoods and regular a part of the city, no tourists, nothing. And then as soon as you get out of the city, there's these huge malls. Have you seen those malls? Well, I wouldn't say you're out of the city. There's gigantic malls inside the city. Actually, the Busan Film Festival movies are shown uh, all over there. Like they oh, all really? have cinemas inside. And so you kind of uh, see the movies in, in there. Yeah, it's, you know, the Shinsegae Mall, oh, which yeah. is like the biggest uh, mall in Korea. That yeah. one is still a bit before Hyundai and it's, it's quite inside the city. That's why actually it's super long to go to the cinema when you're in the festival. <laughs> you got to reach your floor. It's, it's the eighth or the ninth floor. And the only option you have to reach there is either take all the escalators or wait. And I kid you not sometime 10, 15 minutes for an elevator to take you there. <laughs> and then you got to go down. It sounds like good exercise. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're just losing yourself in the middle of the shopping areas. And then you have this floor that's 
just men's clothes and then this one that's just women's clothes and then the golf on two floors because golf is super popular in korea and the cinema on the top floor like it's <laughs> it's gigantic <laughs> a bit over the top so that's, that wasn't the one you were talking about not at all you right outside of the city and they have these outlet malls mm -hmm. they're huge we tried to go in one on the way back because we were looking for some food I think it took us a good 25 minutes, half an hour to find a restaurant. It was so big. And I think there were like, there were three or four of them. And also there were a theme park right next to it. Yes. And I mean, and you're saying my Shinsuke Mall is too much. There's a theme park in yours. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, it was not in the middle of the city, right? <laughs> so all around there was just okay. nothing. Wow. Anyway, so the bus drops you off right next to these, these malls. But then you still have a good half an hour, 40 minute walk. And for a half an hour, you just pass tourist bus by tourist bus who are all driving to the temple. And the tourist bus just, just drop tourists off right next to the temple so they don't have to walk as far, which felt a little bit unfair. But, you know, the temple was amazing. The harmony of of the, the colors and the water, the quite wild water crashing against the rocks and the temples standing on these rocks. I don't know. It was just the whole ensemble was was magnificent, was really cool. Unfortunately, way too many people. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yongkungsa is so gorgeous and every but every time I'm there, I'm just man, it would be the most beautiful temple of Korea yes. if not for all those people. I <laughs> <laughs> get them out. <laughs> No, it's just, you know, temples are so much about the Zen, the vibe, the, the calmness, the peacefulness of the energy around and all those people ruin it, honestly. It makes sense. I mean, you're, you're among them. You're part of the problem, but still, <laughs> it's just, for sure. it's just so much. If you, if you have some time in Busan, really, I think it's worth going to this temple. Yeah. One day I'll tell you about my other favorite temple in Busan, but I think for today, uh, we should like just tease it <laughs> so you guys come back next time. <laughs> What's the name of the temple? Well, no, I can't, I can't do that if I have to tease it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, you will have to come back and listen to another episode. Surprise, surprise. No, but I mean, I feel like there's so much to say about Busan. I haven't even talked about how amazing it is to see all those celebrities or if you guys are up for it, we can do another one about Busan because it's a pretty cool city. I'm sure I will uh, remember some more things about Busan. <laughs> <laughs> you always remember them as we talk. It's quite funny to yes. <laughs> see this happen live. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Shall we uh, go to the recommendation of the week? This week, it's a pretty cool one, if I may. I just finished a Korean series called Behind Your Touch. It's a 16 episode show that's on Netflix. It's the story of an unlikely partnership, animal doctor and a hotshot cop from Seoul solve crime in the countryside. That's the storyline. Now that sounds pretty standard, but there's a twist. The doctor has a special power. You mean the veterinarian, right? Yes, that's what I mean. But don't make fun of me because I can't pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. One night, that lady, she's called to take care of a cow that's pregnant. While she's there, the cow gets hit by a meteorite. Yes, I actually mean a meteorite from the sky. You'll okay. see. <laughs> she becomes all shiny and our leading lady has a hand on her butt while this happens. 
And when she wakes up two days later, she has acquired a weird power, which is that she can see animals and people's memories when she touches their butt. So what? <laughs> I'm not sure how the show's idea came to the writer. <laughs> Nonetheless, it works. The drama is so, so, so funny. It walks the line super well. It's irreverent without being slapstick or vulgar humor or creepy. Uh, but it's not only a comedy, actually. It's also a great detective story. The drama just keeps you guessing the whole time. You have no idea who the killer is. And when it's revealed, well, I won't say more. I guess it's a teasing episode. <laughs> not going to say. Honestly, I really wasn't expecting such a great thrill from a story about a woman who, well, touches butts. So <laughs> I can only recommend that you go enjoy this crazy ride. And Kevin, you should be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> My list of shows and movies I have to watch that you have been recommending me is very long. Yeah. I have the same yeah. issue. I get it. <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? There's too many shows today. There is, but there is especially not enough, I think, original shows. This sounds quite original. Well, one thing I, no, I really love, the fact that they managed to make it such an absurd comedy and at the same time, such a funny and serious thriller. I think the, the, the mix of both just works super well. The editing especially, they must have had so much fun making this because it's really a, a drama in which the editing shines, which is very rare. Okay. Because usually editing is just here so you don't feel it, right? Yeah. But in this case, because it really switches atmosphere a lot to go from comedy to overly dramatic moments that are funny because they're overly dramatic or mysterious detective work trying to figure out who the hell the killer is. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I might give it a shot. I could do with an original comedy. And I think this concludes today's episode. Thank you for listening to us. Reach out to us on Instagram at soulbound underline podcast or old school via email at soulboundpodcast at gmail.com. We are always on the lookout for stories about Korea to feature in our next episode and would love to hear yours. So don't be shy. You listen to Soulbound. We hope you had fun and had a nice journey. See you next episode. Bye. Bye.